you know, back to when I was a kid, there's just something about owning my own time and calling my own shots and building something like building a legacy almost is really exciting and helping other people do the same and become more confident in their abilities so that they can take the world by storm and, and build something big and not so much just relying on a job that they're not necessarily thrilled to be at. Welcome to the Creative Tax Podcast with Mike Brennan. Welcome, friends, to another episode of Creative Chats. It's the podcast for artist makers and content creators where we talk about creativity, the creative process, and story. I'm your host, Mike Brennan. You can connect with me over on Instagram. I'm at Mike Bone or on my website, which is mikebrennan.me. Hey, I'd love for you to stop by dailycreativehabit.com. I've created several resources with you in mind as a creative person. First, there's a link to our free private Facebook group called Daily Creative Habit. It is filled with creatives of all types who have raised their hands to say, I want to show up more consistently for my creativity and craft. And so if that's you, we would love to see you as part of this group. There's also a link to receive our free Daily Creative Habit email newsletter. This goes out twice a week and is filled with resources and inspiration and daily prompts for you as a creative person to make sure that you keep showing up every single day for your creativity. And lastly, there's a link out to the new Daily Creative Habit Guided Creativity Journal. And this is something that I'm really excited about because it's a 90-day journey that you can go on that guides you to plan and show up for your creativity and help you track and help you measure and figure out exactly what it is that you want to do and how you want to do it. This is available right now through Amazon.com. Hey, if you've ever struggled with the thought of trying to be seen more, advancing your reach, then this episode is going to speak to you. I get to sit down with Chris Bryant from Crush It With Chris And she talks all about how she helps her client base be seen more in social media, in email marketing, in workshops, uh, showing up in various ways with your voice, with your message so that you can reach more people. And I think we can all benefit from learning more about this. This is the side of things that many creators struggle with. We don't struggle with the idea of what it is that we're actually creating, the art or the course or the book or the piece of music, but we struggle sometimes with how we bring it to the marketplace, how we talk about it, how we show up. And so many of us would honestly just love to delegate social media or things of that nature completely, and yet we don't have the budget or we don't have the ability to do that because we still need to show up because we're not just selling our service or art or our product. We're selling ourselves in a sense because it's our stories. It's our experiences and how we see things. And so those are the kind of things that we can't delegate. So we need to have our hand in it. So today's conversation is very practical. It's very inspirational. As I talk with Chris and we talk about some methodology, we talk about some tools, and uh, I think you're going to just find it really encouraging and perhaps find some strategy that you can put into place as well. That's my hope. So without further ado, here is my creative chat with Chris Bryant. Well, hey, Chris, welcome to the Creative Chats podcast. Thanks for being here today. Thank you for having me. 
So I love, you know, we were just talking before we recorded just about uh, some of the things you do and just creativity and showing up and visibility and uh, looking forward to this conversation today, because I think this is one of those things that as creative people, we sometimes struggle with thinking beyond the thing that we've actually created. So, um, but before we go too far into that, diving into the deep end of the pool, why don't you just, for the sake of the listeners, tell us who you are, what you do. I sure can do that. My name is Chris Bryant. I am the founder of Crush It With Chris, where I help entrepreneurs become visible on and off of social media so that they can attract more customers and really amplify their message. Mm, love it. Yes. Visibility. Um, I want to ask too, like, is this, we were talking previously just about how you had done some drawing as a kid. That was something that you were very much interested in. Were there other things that you did as a kid that were creative things that kind of fed into this, this whole idea of um, wanting to create something and whether that's an entrepreneurial thing or actual piece of art, you know, I think it's still the same kind of process. Were, were there things early on in your life that told you like, yes, you are a creative being? I've always been this way. And it's interesting when I think back because it's been a while, but I always, even as a smaller kid, I believe, I didn't know what an entrepreneur was when I was young, but I was always trying to think of creative inventions. I would draw, uh, I was really into fashion. So I would draw clothes. I had little side hustles going where I would sell candy to people in the neighborhood or created a lemonade stand. I wanted to find my own way to make money. And I think my upbringing had a lot to do with it as well. My mom was a single parent and there wasn't always a lot to go around financially. And in my mind, being the oldest, I always said to myself, I want to be able to make a lot of money, have a business and be able to support and help my family. So I think that was really what started those initial thoughts. But I've always been this way. And Growing up, even in high school, my friends, we would be walking to my part-time job after high school, and I would be complaining about going to that job and how I want to work for myself. And my friends are like, girl, you need to just start a business one day because that is all you talk about. So it's been <laughs> something within me all of my life. Yes. <laughs> well, it's great to see that you you leaned into that and you pursued that. Uh, you continue to do so. Was there a point at which you thought, okay, it's time for me to pursue some kind of career track and do something that you shied away from that because of either thoughts of, hey, this is going to be too hard or it's not possible or there's something that seems safer, easier. Oh my goodness. Yes. I stayed it. So after college, I got into sales because I figured, all right, I want to make good money. It seems like the safest bet. And I made good money, but I sacrificed a lot of my happiness and I wasn't fulfilled. So I was like, all right, I'm making more money than a lot of people I know, but I feel like crap all the time because I'm not invested in what it is that I'm doing. I don't feel like I have a voice or I'm being creative because I do love to create and I didn't really have that ownership with what I was doing. So I wasn't really that motivated by it. And for many years, I stayed in various different sales jobs and I bounced around a lot thinking that, all right, this next job is going to make me feel happier only to end up feeling the same exact way. And then one day I just thought to myself, you know, I can't get time back and I keep wasting time thinking about all of these ideas I have for myself to start a business. And then when I just realized that there will never be a perfect time, 
I pretty much just saved some money, started building up my audience. And what happened was I started getting brand deals because I had a considerable, I have a considerable audience online. And that was one of the first ways that I started um, getting more money into my business and also doing services for other business owners to really um, help them excel online as well. And then I said, you know what? I have a job that's paying me six figures. My skills must be really, really valuable. And if I take these skills that I have and apply them to a business for myself, I'll be more fulfilled. It will be something way more rewarding. And I can probably make just as much money, if not more, for myself. So it just, it became a no brainer, especially with just how short life can be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, it's amazing. No matter how many times I have these conversations with various people, whether it's a visual artist, a musician, a film director, an entrepreneur, there's this sense of the journey that is, I started out and things kind of went sideways or I wasn't really sure. There's this iteration that happens in life, this finding your way. And so often I think we get frustrated with ourselves because we're like, it's not supposed to be that way. Like it's supposed to be, you find your thing, you pursue your thing, you ride off into the sunset and everybody's happy and you have piles of cash and you know, right? like all that. But so often it's, it's the exact opposite of that. It's things were murky and cloudy and, and I had to make a bunch of pivots and figure things out. And, and to a degree that, there's always that happening, right? Because there's always a new level that you're trying to get to. Um, and I think that having these conversations is really validating, you know, for anyone who's in that place, especially earlier on, mm -hmm. to go, this isn't looking like what I thought it was going to look like. Um, maybe there's a mistake. Maybe there's something wrong, right? But I think, you know, a testimony to, testimony to, to what you said, and like I said, other my, my experience and other guests, it's this sense of you're pursuing and you're trying your best to interpret what is best for this, the right next move. Right. And mm -hmm. you're growing, you're learning, you're, you're acquiring skills. Right. I'm sure that in these, all these sales jobs and things, like, even though you hit that cap and you switch jobs and thought, well, maybe this next one will be it. You, you were acquiring some things, knowledge and skills and relationships, oh, yeah. right? I mean, is that what that looked like? It definitely was. Even the, the skills as a salesperson, because in my business, when I am in the process of interviewing someone to see if they would be a good fit for a client, for coaching or something, I have to do sales calls. And sometimes after I bring them on, I even recently had this happen with one of my clients where she was just like, you know what really got me? She was like, there's a few things that you said during your call. And it was just like the psychology behind it. And, you know, there are skills that I learned while I was in sales. So I don't regret doing sales. Sometimes I regret staying at it as long as I did, but there's so much that I learned, the the confidence on sales calls, what to say, what not to say, the psychology behind getting people to make a decision quicker, you know, all of that that I I have learned and building that network using platforms like LinkedIn and all of that to build up your network. So I definitely learned a lot and it became I, I became a better salesperson because of the various different jobs that I've had because I did them for so many years. And it's definitely helped me. I'm I'm not afraid to get on sales calls and I can show up with a lot more confidence now because I've done it for so many years. So yeah. 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 I love that. And then you're now using those abilities and those skills. So you've built your own business. You're helping other your client base to show up to be seen, as you said, you know, the visibility factor, right? 
um, it's interesting because the world is noisy, right? And this this piece of, especially like today, I think it's great that we're talking more and more about even empathy and this ability to be seen and heard. Um, and of course, we're talking, you know, in the sense of, of business context even, but but still that thing of people wanting to be seen and heard. Um, how many conversations do you get into that that is something that is is really underneath all the like, yes, I want to hit the sales goal. And yes, I want these different metrics that that's really at the base of what people are looking for. Everyone wants to be seen and heard. I'm having these conversations all of the time where especially my clients, when I first take them on and they're, they're maybe starting out with a smaller social media account and they feel like no one's listening to them and they have such incredible products and services that they offer that more people need to learn more about them. But for the advice that I give to people who want to be seen and heard is consistency is so important. You talked about something else that I wanted to touch on too, where you were just saying how um, it, it's never really perfect, right? In the entrepreneurial journey, there's you zig and you zag your first year, you might not even have any sense of direction. You just figure things out. And when you're consistent, when it comes to, for example, I talk a lot about making video content because it is the way to get people to know, like, and trust you. It's been so instrumental in building my brand and all the opportunities that I've been able to get. But when I started, I started from zero with no one watching, but it's the people that you still, when you still continue to show up, even when no one's watching, that's when the true magic happens because your life can change just like that from one single video. But, you know, you have to really find what works for you. And that comes from putting out various pieces of content and seeing what get, gains market resonance, what people really, really like and are engaging with. And then you just start piggybacking off of what's working and making more content just like that. And that is a way to really cut through the noise and really be seen. And it's just, you got to show up for your audience if you want people to start showing up for you, essentially. Mm, yes. Love that. And you, I think you, you, put it in terms of like a strategy that's really accessible for people. Because I think that's the thing that people feel the most pain around, right? Like I have friends even who are entrepreneurs who are, you know, we get together and they're like, what is the thing that you would farm out, you know, that you delegate and they're in a, they're like social media by and large, I hate social media. I know it's kind of like the necessary evil, I, you know, and people are aware of it, the power of it and the presence that needs to happen there. But they think sometimes they get overwhelmed by thinking it's this never ending beast that needs to be fed. And I have all to do with keeping up with the quote real work that I do. Right. Mm -hmm. And then have to feed this beast. Mm -hmm. I can't do all this. Um, have you had conversations like that with, with people? And if so, what is your response to that? <laughs> No, it's a great question. It's a common question. I am very intentional when it comes to social media. And when I start having those kind of, kind of conversations, like you mentioned, there are a few things that can really help with simplifying things. For one, batch creating content. I talk about this a lot on Mondays. I outline my content for the week 
or two weeks, however much content I want to create. And then on Tuesday, I'll record it, get it all set up. And there are tools that you can use. To, there's like repurpose.io, there's Planoly, there's different softwares that you can use to schedule out your content. Even Canva has a scheduling tool as well for like your graphics and all that. But batch recording really helps. Um, and it just takes a lot of the, the guesswork out of, okay, what days can I make time? Just schedule one day to just get all the content out of the way and get it out there. Um, also just reducing the amount of time that you spend on social media, like comparing yourself to others that can be really, really frustrating. So I go on there to maybe reply to my comments, maybe even look at what other people are doing as far as like getting inspiration from like some of my competitors. That's another way to get ideas. But there's a tool called Answer the Public where you can go there, type in keywords that pertain to your niche, and then you get hundreds of questions that people want to know. And that's a great way to get content ideas. So you're not racking your mm. brain like, all right, how do what do I want to talk about today? But Lately, what I've been doing a lot is just talking about real life experiences, what I'm going through, my thought process, how I'm overcoming certain things. I went on a, a podcast a little while back and when I listened back to it, I heard I kept saying, um, like, you know, I said that a lot and it drove me nuts. And I was like, there's got to be other people that are you know, that have this problem. So I made a video like how to stop saying I'm like, and you know so much and people loved it. So just talking about your experiences and letting people get to know you is another way to just quickly get out the the content and all that. And then the last thing I want to say is also, um, you know, just leveraging other forms of getting your message out there as well. So you're not just relying on social media, whether it be um, email marketing or doing workshops and sharing your message that way. But I use social media essentially like as a tool, but it's not the only tool to get your message out there. Hmm. Yeah, I think that's important to to, to note that too. Um, is there anything people can do to guard against feeling like they're chasing the algorithm, chasing the changes that are constantly being implemented in social media, but at the same time, keeping up and kind of playing the game as you need to? Like, how do you navigate that? I navigate that by repurposing my content. So a lot of the times I start with one piece of content, one video. So I do a lot of vertical videos, like, like on TikTok, like how they mm -hmm. look vertical. And I will repurpose it to YouTube Shorts because YouTube Shorts is huge right now. And I'll repurpose that same video to also Instagram Reels as well. So I'm in three places at once so that if the algorithm on TikTok is not in my favor right now, who cares? I'm still leveraging Instagram. I'm still leveraging YouTube. And it allows me to get in front of three different audiences, but with one video. So I'm not doing three times the work. And I mean, that's really the solution. It's repurposing your content and also just using other forms of getting your message out there, other organic strategies, emailing your, your list, like grow your email list from day one. We do not own social media. So if we're ever hacked, TikTok goes away, Instagram goes away, you still have an audience that you can you can market to and still continue to upsell and let them know what's going on in your world. And you're not worrying about the algorithm, not showing your stuff to enough people. Um, Instagram stories is also another great way to get your message out there. And the algorithm doesn't really have too, too much to do with that, but it's another way to sell and let your 
warmest leads know what you're offering. So those are definitely my tips for beating the algorithm. Mm. Those are great tips for sure. I love that, you know, you mentioned the email as well, because too many times I think people either take this either or approach, right? It's like, well, I have to put all my eggs in one basket of social media, or I'm not on social media and I'm just doing email or I'm just doing, you know, certain things. And I think this varied approach is really important because you're going to reach different people at different times. And there are things that, you know, you stay in this long enough, you'll see people talk about blogs, blogs are the hottest thing. And all of a sudden blogs are dead. Now it's all, you know, (laughs) and so it's, you know, the, the waves come and go, but I think to your point before, even the consistency of you showing up and talking about the things you do and doing that in, in a variety of contexts for um, where people are at is important, right? It is. It is important. And email is the, the start with email list growing from day one and just let it grow over time because that is something that you own. And like you said, you're getting people at different stages. So the people who are following you might not be on your email list, but continue to put out content that resonates with them and eventually they will join. But the key is to definitely get them off of social media and onto something that you own so that no matter what happens, you can still get your message in front of them. Hmm. Yeah. You mentioned also um, doing things that were in person or kind of offline type of Mm -hmm. things. Um, What kind of of, uh, activities would you encourage people to do that's offline? Besides like you mentioned specifically workshops or things like that, what other kind of things could people take advantage of? Yeah. So the the workshops, there's podcasts, which in the month of March, I went on, I want to say like 10 podcasts in March. And that's actually a service that I help my clients with getting on podcasts because it's a great podcast listeners are great leads because they are a person that sat there and listened to you talk for 40 minutes to an hour. So that is a really, really warm lead. So that is definitely One way also going live in Facebook groups is another way that I've had a lot of success with just showcasing what I can do or my clients showcasing what they can do to get in front of an audience and just talk about their products and services and help them take that next step with them. Public speaking is another way to really get some warm leads, whether you go in person or do that virtually, kind of like a workshop. And also email marketing, um, not even just to your list, but one thing that uh, I I did not so much um, now, I don't have an agency so much now, but email marketing to potential um, clients to market your services, to get them as a client. Um, people are so afraid to pitch or there's this stigma with, oh, I don't want to pitch my services. And when people say that to me, I'm thinking you're doing it the wrong way. That's why you feel icky. That's why when you send out an email and you get a reply back and someone's saying, screw off, it's because you're not customizing what you're saying. You're talking all about yourself, but I am a firm believer in being very proactive about getting your message out there, getting your services out there. So you can go on LinkedIn and find all of your ideal clients right there and get their contact information and pitch your service to them and start booking meetings. You don't have to just wait for the algorithm because sometimes the math just isn't mathing. If you're just waiting for (laughs) IG to give you a thousand leads, you're probably going to be waiting for a while. But if you're proactive and you're consistently doing email outreach to just a cold audience, a percentage of them, if your offer is good and your messaging is good, will say yes. So 
I would say uh, email marketing is definitely game changing. Going on podcasts and workshops are like the top three for really getting your message out there. Mm. That's great. Great advice for sure. Um, since we're talking creativity, right? This is creative chats. I'm wondering, have there been examples of things people have done that have been more creative, let's say, than other people that stand out to you as far as tactics or content? Ooh, um, you know, the people that I really like, I'm a huge fan of Gary V. So when I think of people who stand out, Gary Vaynerchuk is someone that really stands out because he's just unapologetically him. He's not trying to be like anyone else. And I find that as a problem sometimes on social media where everyone's just trying to copy and, and say the same thing, say the same. I've had people steal my scripts verbatim and then like people telling on them like, hey, this person just <laughs> stole your stuff. Yeah. And it's like, you couldn't even change the script a little bit, sis. Like you could have made that a little bit better. But I like that Gary Vee is unapologetically him and he's boisterous. He uses curse words. He just says what he wants to say and he doesn't care what anyone thinks, but he comes from a good place. Mel Robbins is someone else that I really mm -hmm. like who's, I, I love just some good inspiration and mindset, you know, plays a huge part in being really successful as an entrepreneur. So people like that who are just, providing a lot of value who are being themselves really stand out to me. And I, I find them really creative. Um, yeah. I think those are the two that come to mind for sure. Yeah. It's, it's interesting because the people who really seem to make a difference or stand out, they're people who have ownership over themselves, right? They have mm -hmm. agency over their own lives. They know who they are. They know how they want to show up. They've done the work to figure that stuff out and not simply just chase styles or content that seems to be popular and trends. Mm -hmm. um, there's this deeper work that happens uh, and, and not getting too deep into like therapy things, but I think there's something to be said for that inner work that you need to do to make sure that you know who you are and you know yes. how you want to show up. Because yes. then when you bring the content, then when you bring your creation, you're doing so from a different place and you're not simply creating something and making content and putting it out there and kind of, you know, the equivalent of like high school or whatever, like, Hey, please like me, you know, please invite me to the party, please. You know, there's not that sense of, of timid, but there's a sense of confidence of knowing who you are, knowing what you do, knowing the value yeah. and being able to stand in that and go, yeah, not, I'm not going to be for everybody. And that's okay. Um, that's you okay. You're that, never right? going, you're, you're never going to be for everyone. And one thing that really helps with being um, confident is obviously showing up and, and doing the work, but also um, just really doing audience research and asking your audience, okay, you know, if you're unsure of what to talk about, I mean, I did mention that really helpful to answer the public, but doing audience research in your Instagram stories and, and using the poll feature, if you're unsure of what to promote this month or what you should be talking about in your content, you can always ask your audience, or if you're looking to create a new product or a new service, ask your audience, like, what are your pain points? What are you struggling with the most? What are you the most interested in? Would you invest in this? How much would you pay for this? And you would be so surprised. Like people love giving their opinion. People want to be heard. So utilize these tools or don't even be afraid to hop on Zoom calls and ask a set of people, maybe like 10 to 20 people, the same set of questions and 
for 10 minutes, you know, just ask to borrow 10 minutes of people's time. I've done this several times and it's been really helpful to do live research so that you can show up with more confidence when you're creating your offers or creating your content. Mm, yeah. Love that. And there's something to be said about, you know, this intentionally getting out of your own way, right? Because as people who are creating things, whether it's, like I said, music, painting, content, courses, you know, whatever, podcast, there's something that very easily you could get stuck in what it is that you're creating and your point of view. In other words, it's it's all about me, right? It's all about mm -hmm. the thing that I'm creating. And so I'm bringing it to you because, yeah, I want to serve you through this thing. But really, at the end of the day, it's still about me. You haven't made that switch and you haven't made that that intentional um, asking, like you said, people to to come into this and make it about them and say, yeah, I'm making this and this is what we're talking about. But really what we're talking about is how this impacts you and how this can help you mm -hmm. do things. Um, I know I had to go through that in my thinking and in my approach as well, because for so long you're, you're taught to, you know, develop skill and to develop ideas and to pour so much into execution that that's only part of it. Mm -hmm. Then it's like, what do you do with that once you have the thing? And that's where the marketing piece comes in and where I think, you know, marketing gets that bad rap for it being like a dirty word and you know, people are like, Ooh, you know, let's not talk about that, you know? Um, but, it's really like, how do you talk about the thing that you've just created, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. And, you know, being able to do like the the um, social media posts and podcasting and email and workshops, um, are there anything that, that you have seen from people that you've worked with that has been like a, a really great case study maybe that you could highlight for us to say, here's something that someone really had to go through this transition of, of of figuring this piece out and this really worked well for them. Yeah. So, I mean, not one sticks out in my mind. I've had a bunch of different people who've had success on social media, but uh, one of my clients who she works with moms and we had to really learn what her audience was interested in as far as like getting the engagement up for her account. And for a while, you know, it was like just testing various different types of content to put out there. And one piece of content went completely viral on LinkedIn. And it was talking about how, you know, moms have these transferable skills that, and we're talking about moms who haven't been working for maybe five or 10 years. And when you're out of the, the work field for that long, you might feel like I'm, I'm out of the game. I don't know if anyone will hire me. And I, uh, helped her with creating a post that talks about all of the transferable skills that moms actually have, like all these skills that you gain when you become a parent. And one of the one of the tips or the skills on there was like crisis management. And people thought that was really funny because it's like it's a kid, but still like kids have their own crisis. <laughs> and um, it, it completely took off and it got like uh, maybe 100,000 impressions, like something crazy on LinkedIn. And it's just, you know, you have to that's why it's so important to just be consistent because you never know like what will take off. And then now we know, OK. The transferable skills is what people really want to learn more about. So now let's do like a whole series or let's talk about this type of content more and keep that engagement going. Mm. Everybody wants to have that viral piece of content, right? Like that's the dream that everybody has. Like, oh yeah, I did this and I got millions of views and all this activity. But I think there are a lot of people, if that happened to them, 
that would actually be a bad thing, right? Because then, Chase then it. <laughs> what happens after that, right? Like, w- would there be things that you would recommend that people would have in place so that if something like that happened, that they could actually capitalize on that and it didn't become just like a flash in the pan or that they wasted their moment in the sun, so to speak? Yes. Yeah, so it goes back to what we were talking about with the email list building. I always say on your bios. So with Instagram and then on TikTok, after you have a thousand followers, you can put a link, but I use what's called a stand store and it's a link in bio program, but there's also Linktree and a few other places. I think that it is critical that at the very least, if you don't have a paid offer that you're putting out there, have something that like a lead magnet that you can give away for free that pertains to what you help people with. So for example, one of the the things that I help people do is with building their brand and becoming more visible. So I have a personal brand starter kit that's completely free and it has like 50 plus free or low cost tools to build and monetize your personal brand. So all people need to do is click my link, give me their name and email and they have it for free. So creating something like that, you can make it in Canva. It doesn't take much time to do having that at least so that when you have that viral moment, which I've had many times, um, you want to have something in place to collect emails because you can collect literally hundreds and thousands of emails. I've had times where I have videos where I'm like, this video is awful. I look terrible, but I ran out of stuff to post. I'm just going to post it (laughs) and I'll wake up the next day and no lie, we'll have like 300 or 400,000 views. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm glad I posted it, I guess. But Growing your email list and having a way to contact you also if you're interested in, say, like working with brands or other companies. One one of my streams of income is brand sponsorships. And I would say 50% of the time I pitch to them and then the other 50, they come to me and they find me because I make it easy for them to be able to get in contact with me because on some of my social media profiles, I have an email for, for business, contact me at. And I mean, all types of opportunities can come to you that way. So if your videos are taking off, make it easy for people to be able to get in touch with you. Make it easy for people to join your email list, even if you don't have anything to sell. Mm, Yeah. So often we don't think through those things, right? We leave missing pieces out and then we want people to jump through the hoops. And at the end of the day, we have to think like, would I want to do that? Would I want to yeah. jump through all those hoops to, to contact? No. So don't do that for somebody else, right? It's the old treat other people the way you want to be treated, right? Exactly. <laughs> really no, what it, it comes is. down to. <laughs> it is because if they have to go through so much work to figure out what your channel's about, figure out what you're selling, they're just going to click off. People have the attention span of a commercial. Like even with videos, you have to capture them in the first like one to three seconds of your video. And that's why having a a hook in the beginning and a call to action at the end is so important because you want to reel them in. And then once you've reeled them in, you want to be able to tell them what you want them to do next at the end of your video. And if you don't tell them, they won't know what to do. They won't join your email list or do any of this other cool stuff that we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to take a moment and just ask you about your opinion on the use of AI, because right now, right, that's the buzzword. It's AI. Everything's AI. And the amount of tools and the amount of websites and things that have come out to help you with things, uh, it's hard to know what to invest in. And you don't want to learn a system or you don't want to learn, you know, employ something that all of a sudden is going to go away next week, right? Because, Mm -hmm. you know, our time is valuable. Um, So how 
do you think it's best to navigate that space right now in a way that you can utilize the help that's there, but not mm -hmm. get sucked into so many shiny objects that are coming at you at the same time? <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's a great question. AI is evolving so much right now and it's exciting. And I find that it's really helping with reducing the time it normally would take to create content. So as a social media person, I love it. But I always say that we need to be using AI as a tool and not something where we're looking to have it completely replace us. Because if we look to have it completely completely replace us, it's eliminating eliminating that human element. You know, mm -hmm. AI is not going to talk about your stories, what you've been through in your life, your, you know, what you went through today and how you've been able to overcome certain challenges. Like people want that. That's what makes you relatable. But as far as what I feel is really worth looking into chat GPT, I have really grown fond of that specific tool, especially when it comes to getting help with writing captions and writing your emails. If you're not good with writing emails to your list, that is something where it can be helpful and you can type in certain prompts, but rather than just copy and paste exactly what it says, still insert your own opinion and thoughts into it. There's another tool that's called Synthesia, and this is great for people who, if they want to start making content but don't necessarily want to be on camera, that's a way to use an AI person to actually read the scripts that you type in. So there's many options, but I would say those are the two right now that are really worth looking into. Yeah, I would I would uh, second that as far as not just simply copying and pasting content that comes from AI, especially, you know, chat GTP. Um, I have learned to embrace that as well, uh, especially with giving some framework of some things, you know, especially when it comes to some sales copy or even copy for, you know, the the show notes for, for this podcast, things that would normally take a lot more time for me and energy mm -hmm. that I don't have to dedicate to that now. I can simply use some things as a framework. And then, like you said, go in and then edit it and tailor it to things that are more in my voice. Um, yes. One of the things that, that I've thought is like, you know, people who want this lowest common denominator type thing and they just want to copy and paste i think it's going to become more obvious because you know how many times certain buzzwords that you if you're asking for like the the title to a podcast episode or your or a blog post or an email you know subject line that chat gtp is going to keep using these same buzzwords over and over again and if people it are copying does. and pasting you're going to start to see that pattern and you're going to go hmm and you it'll know, repel people. People exactly. are like, oh, you know, and so that's why like what we're saying, it's so important to just insert your own two cents and to add your own voice to it, to have that human like element and not be completely lazy. Yes, just use it as a tool. It is helpful. I am not going to sit here and sugarcoat it and be like, oh, you need to just completely use this because it's it's just not realistic. It's if you want to really stand out and set yourself apart from it. Cause there's stiff competition out there. If you mm -hmm. want to set yourself apart, you have to put in some work and not just completely uh, rely on AI to, to you, to give you the words to speak to your audience. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, you're still a person mm -hmm. and it's the value is in how you see things, how you show up and your stories, your experiences, how you bring that to other people and that mm -hmm. kind of thing you can't outsource. And you like, it goes back to my comment before of you needing to own yourself, have agency over your own life so that you can use those things to be able to connect with other people and help them. 
I love that. It's so true. It is so, so true. So with the talk of all these different tools and all this technology and things, is there anything that you would think, here's something that I would love to see somebody develop or a, a pain point that you're seeing in this work that you're like, nobody's really addressing this or this could be addressed better? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I mean, I guess there's tools for everything. Oh, you have me a little stumped with that one. <laughs> Sorry about that. No, 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 no. That's a good question. Um, the only thing that I can think of, um, but I mean, I guess like the the chat GPT and all that, I guess kind of helps. But the script writing sometimes, especially for longer form video can be a little bit of a pain sometimes because a 30 second second video, it's not that hard to bang out a quick script, but longer stuff, I still find that. So for example, if you want to build a team, like you would need to maybe build a team or get a person to help with script writing if you know, you're busy with other aspects of your business. But I mean, some people use chat GPT for that. I haven't personally um, found success with that for myself yet. So Maybe if there's a better version for like longer form video, um, that would be helpful. Hmm. Yeah. Is there anything that you personally would like to create or or some iteration of something that you have yet to do that you are eyeing right now or thinking, this is something I'd love to to get into, have my hand in some way? Well, yeah. So I am in the process of actually building a program. So not really AI or anything like that, but a program where step-by-step step, there's just all of these different, um, is, there's a breakdown for various different ways to just amplify your message. Because I find that a lot of um, courses and things that are out there, it's very like one-dimensional and they don't really talk about, you know, how to actually you know, get clients the right way and book enough meetings, especially if you're like a coach or a consultant, like getting more opportunities in that way. They talk about like, if you already have a big audience, this is what you can say, but what about the people who have a smaller audience and they want to make sure that they're getting enough meetings and getting enough opportunities to actually get their message out there. So I want to build a program where it's like, all right, Here's how you use TikTok to, you know, grow your personal brand. Here's how you use Instagram. Here's how you use email marketing to get clients. Here's how you use workshops. So I want to build something like that, getting on podcasts, where it's just all of these different components to, and you can just pick whichever ones you want to focus on so that you can be omnipresent, so that you can get your message out there, so that you have more than one way to book meetings, get clients so that you're not just relying on the algorithm. You're not just relying on one way, because if you're just relying on social media, for example, it's like building a house on sand. So I want to help people have so many different avenues to just be driving leads so that they can be very prosperous in their business. So yeah, that is something that I'm working on and will hopefully be done by the end of the summer. So yeah. Nice. Well, we, you heard it here first. So <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Is there anything right now that you're really um, finding that you're really passionate about that um, is really fulfilling for you uh, personally, professionally, you know, something that's mm -hmm. really uh, exciting you? Entrepreneurship, not even so much just the the social media aspect, but I would say just entrepreneurship and 
you know, back to when I was a kid, there's just something about owning my own time and calling my own shots and building something like building a legacy almost is really exciting and helping other people do the same and become more confident in their abilities so that they can take the world by storm and, and build something big and not so much just relying on a job that they're not necessarily thrilled to be at that at any moment they could get laid off or let go and then have to start all over again, which I've dealt with time and time again, but definitely entrepreneurship and just thriving and finding new ways to be successful as an entrepreneur and all of the different uh, streams of income that you can build. These are conversations that I, I love having with people on my coaching calls or during my lives. It's exciting stuff. Yeah. And we live in such a day and age when it's more accessible than ever, I think, you know, with online. Yeah. With social media. I mean, and that's why I'm always talking about building a personal brand. It's the best way to get paid to be you. And that's what I think I've always wanted. I always wanted to just have a way to, to, to talk about the stuff that I want to talk about stuff that can help people and to get paid to do it. So I, I definitely encourage people like start today, start putting out video content, even if no one's watching right now, just continue to nurture it and, and see that, that vision at the end, because it can be so lucrative. It can be so rewarding and give you something that you really look forward to at the end of it all. So definitely just build that personal brand and start today because it takes time. For sure. For sure. That's great advice. I want to ask you one last question. And uh, this can be, again, open-ended as far as um, how you want to answer this. But is there a piece of advice that maybe somebody gave you, maybe you read it in a book, maybe there's just something, a life lesson that you've learned that you would love to just impart to the listeners today? To just trust yourself. When you become an entrepreneur, you're faced with so much, right? You're There's so much uncertainty, but just trust yourself, continue to educate yourself learn, get coaching. If you're unsure, that will essentially help with building up your confidence. I'm a firm believer in investing in yourself, learning from the best, because then you'll become real. That's when you become really dangerous, when you are like investing in the tools that you need to just get to that next level. And it will help you avoid certain pitfalls that many entrepreneurs face who don't get coaching, but just trust Put your messaging out there in video because that will help you build your brand a lot faster and just don't give up. Even when you feel like no one's watching or listening, do not give up because you are literally one video away from changing your life. Mm, Yes. Such wisdom in what you just shared. And I love that, you know, the encouragement for you to invest in yourself because there's always a cost. There's a cost of not doing stuff. Mm-hmm. which many of us know and learn the hard way. And then there's the cost of doing things and mm-hmm. no one is going to invest in you like yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's on us to take ownership over that and be sure that we take advantage of the opportunities that are around us and to keep learning, keep growing, keep getting better. And then also helping those around us do the same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I love that. It's so true. <laughs> Well, this has been a pleasure today, Chris. I want to thank you so much uh, for our time today. Um, As we go, can you just let people know where to find you? How can they, you know, you mentioned the the toolkit that you, you have for your email. Lay some links on us and some websites. 
Sure. Follow me on Instagram at Crush with Chris and Chris is spelled with a K, K R I S. And that is my social media handles across everything. Send me a DM if you have any questions about becoming more visible, getting on podcasts, and promoting your business. Awesome. And I encourage everyone to do that right now as you're listening so you don't forget and be sure to keep tabs on everything that Chris is doing. And uh, we look forward to that, uh, the, the, the product and course that you mentioned earlier about helping people move through these different segments and um, all the best to you. So thank you. Thank you for having me. This was awesome. Thanks for listening today. I'd appreciate it if you would subscribe, leave a rating and a review. It really helps this podcast be seen and heard by others.